The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square, push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon, tolerate diversity of thought, control their childlike emotional impulses, stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. That was uh, no broad day. No broad day it is an excuse for women to post their breasts on social media. And this is supposed to raise awareness for breast cancer. There is a belief that if you, there's a video of a man suckling on a man, a woman's breast. And it, apparently what I learned was that this is not people trying to get attention for everything. This is actually to raise awareness for mammograms because what happens is a woman is on Twitter and she sees a big pancake nipple and a big saggy breast, and she goes, God, I should go get a mammogram. I might, I might get cancer. <laughs> so apparently that's what they believe happens. I just think that people will do anything for attention, and they're not above using a charity and cancer mm. for attention. Mm. Like a couple of years ago, there were a bunch of women that uh, took all their makeup off and were posting no make- makeup selfies in support of breast cancer. Uh, How does that, like... I don't know. They exactly as if as if they could. I mean, it's just really narcissism because it's like as if you would turn to a cancer patient and be like, "What was cancer life?" And they're like, "They're like, oh, it's just like it's just like washing lipstick off your face." <laughs> You're like, you lost all your hair and your hopes and your dreams, and you thought you were gonna die three times. And they're like, "Yeah, it's like, have you ever washed mascara off?" That's like the only way I could describe it, you know, like trying to understand what I was going through. God, God, put your saggy titties away, (laughs) especially as a gay man. I don't want to look at that on my it just literally was popping up my timeline. Just women just shooting their breasts out as if that was going to stop breast cancer. Wait, you you don't like watching boobs like as a gay man? Like so many gay people like boobs. It's not that shivam. I don't. It's not. It's just like the social yeah. conditioning and the uh, intense narcissism uh, of everybody making everything about them and like yeah. not being above co-opting cancer mm. or invoking cancer to get attention. Mm. It's a sick society. Fuck. Strong. It's a sick society, man. I'm strong telling words. You. Yes. So in honor of colon cancer week, <laughs> I shit my pants yesterday. <laughs> I didn't actually. I didn't actually. You know, I would have told you guys. I would have told you guys for sure. Because that has happened to me before. I want to clip that. We've all shit our pants. Well, it's also, remember when the CN Tower, I, I mean, this is like, God. The CN Tower, where they lit it up blue yeah. in support of IBD, which is irritable bowel disease, which is Crohn's and colitis, which is, I have colitis. Yeah. Um, it's like to raise awareness. Yeah. <laughs> like what? First the problem, problem, the colon is not blue. It's brown? Like 
But again, no one knew that was the reason unless they saw it in the press. It wasn't like you were right. driving on the gardener and saying, oh, the CN Tower's blue. I better get a colonoscopy. <laughs> it's literally what they say. It's to raise awareness. No, no Like literally zero people. Someone in a, a charity boardroom thought of that. Thought that, oh, if we make it blue, it will raise awareness about colon cancer and people will get their screenings for their colonoscopies. No one did that. No one looked up and, oh, they probably said, oh, it's a Leafs game tonight. That's why it's blue. They didn't think oh, that was fuck. for bowel yeah. disease. <laughs> yeah. They should have had, like, just all brown. <laughs> like, a, just a brown CN Tower. And then just, like, some sort of a drone light show that Shivy would do. I was just, like, shitting. Like, sh big pieces of feces dropping. Just dropping from the top of the tower. That would have been international news. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking true. <laughs> it's like when the the ketamine addict at insert major publisher book publisher here told me, and and we'll get a little granular one day with who it is. Told me that I shouldn't call the book famous anus, and I was like, "You idiot! You idiot!" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, the mainstream media won't pick up." I was like, "That's not my demo." Like when you tell someone you wrote a book called Famous Anus, like it's a marketing thing. It's a yeah. sick, it's like the CN Tower. Yeah. <laughs> Make it brown. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, well, we have uh, part two with Joey, the 18 year old that Said will be masturbating to in about five minutes <laughs> on the broker. <laughs> 19. Sorry, he's 19. Uh, too old. So, oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Said was. So I shouldn't sorry, be bro. saying this, but sorry. I don't know if I should say this. This is a risk. This might be getting, make me make someone angry with me. He was like, kind of like, yeah, he hooked up with an older guy. Oh, Ready? Yeah. Twenty-seven. <laughs> it's like at Wait, some point, at some point, like you're the older guy. Do you get it? <laughs> Do you get it? I know that's a tough pill to swallow, but <laughs> there's only you can run, you can't run from every uncomfortable truth. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> oh God. Well, anyway. Um, I just watched a documentary that I think I'm going to recommend to people. I don't like to do this on the show. I don't like to recommend too much, but it's kind of in line with what Joey and I were talking about. It was, it's called Living Proof, and it's a story of a guy who's, he's like kind of like a C-level Hollywood actor, I believe. This might be wrong here, but he's like, he's known, and he gets MS at a young age, mm -hmm. probably 18 years old-ish. And then his dad, who's a scientist, sort of comes up with a diet that he thinks will help him stave off the progression of the disease. Very much like what I'm saying with colitis, right? You're usually going to have still some progression of disease, but you want to stave that off for the longest period and try to avoid medicines because they're going to come with all these side effects, especially MS drugs, right? So the guy staves it off for a while and then he kind of goes around and um, he's doing well. Like he's in his late 30s and he's living a pretty fulfilled life, like not really having issues. But he goes around and tries to look for uh, alternative cures. Mm -hmm. And part of that is telling people about the diet. And what happens is he starts getting mail from the MS Society 
and this is the way these charities work, which is really interesting. You always have to kind of think of like just red pill a bit and kind of like trace it back. But basically the MS society comes after him because he starts this website educating people saying like, hey, these drugs are really harmful for you. And uh, you could try this. You could try these alternative things, whether that's disease, certain supplements. There were some experimental stuff that got shut down, but, you know, sort of opening it up. And of course, when you do things like that, it could also get dangerous where people that are not health professionals are pushing a little too far. Although, you know, many of us have lost faith in certain medical professionals over the years. But what happens is, is the MS Foundation starts to send him letters and says, like, your website looks too much like our logo. We don't want to be associated with you. You know, kind of hinting that, like, you're not really following the proper protocol here, which is take the drugs. And then it comes out that uh, a a very, very large percentage of their funding comes from Big Pharma. Of course. So he talks about, you know, that there's, there's not a lot of money in telling people to get rid of seed oils or grains or carbohydrates and stuff like that. So it made me think of Joey and kind of the conversation around treating things a certain way alternatively just to kind of open your mind to it. And all the disclaimers, which I didn't say on last week's episode, but all the disclaimers are that like, I mean, Joey's got a scientific background. You can, I didn't really get into it on the show, but you can kind of look into him and you can clearly tell he knows what he's talking about. Um, but you know, obviously I'm not a doctor. I'm just a, a loudmouth comedian who happens to be a marketing genius part time. <laughs> but <laughs> the point is, is that, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to push anyone into this lifestyle or, or not, or not to, I, I really am just saying like what has worked for me. And that's all I can speak to. I think that there might be people out there that take on a vegan diet and, maybe with the proper supplementation because it does, you know, create just by its nature, it's deficient in certain vitamins. But I think there's people out there for what that works for. And I also think that everybody is so different and people like me, it just happens to be, and you know, some of my blood tests and stuff like that are starting to reflect that is just, I do better on a carnivore diet. I do eat meat uh, or sorry, eat fruit and some dairy but that's kind of been what's working for me. And, you know, a lot of us are coming from this from a perspective of like battling a disease for so many years and just having no new answers and no advancement and being told to just keep taking the drug that hasn't fixed the problem <laughs> over and over. And then opening our mind and having that high trait openness to take on new ideas and deprogram yourself from the matrix, let's say, and the ways that you're taught to see the world, whether that's the basis for war, how the media works, you know, information warfare. And so I will always gravitate towards those kind of heterodox thinkers and want to have them on the show just because that's just who I am naturally. And that's what I find interesting is people that are just going against the status quo. And so many times, you know, I have realized that the status quo, you think it's just like the majority, you know, nine out of 10 dentists say... (laughs) And I think what we've really learned in the pandemic is that the some of the quietest voices, whether it's the people that were the proponents of the Great Barrington Declaration, ended up kind of being right about COVID. Or like people like Ian Miller on Twitter, who I followed from the beginning, who was saying, you know, people are debating if the masks don't work. And he was kind of saying like, well, hey, we can look at Singapore. They've got 99% compliance and they can't control the virus. So what makes you think at 99% compliance, you are going to control the virus? And 
you know, those were people that were either like removed from social media or casted at a polite society. People like Alex Berenson, who are basically saying that the vaccine didn't stop transmission and it had a small efficacy window removed off Twitter. And, you know, a lot of these people, it's like what Rogan said is, is like, well, what's information? Disinformation is constantly evolving. And that's why I'm such a proponent of just having open dialogue, almost a free speech absolutist in that way is that like, that's how we come to certain conclusions. And if anything comes out of this show, besides the comedy, it's just that I always advocate for people to just sort of open their mind to different ideas and sort of to understand how much of your truth is actually ideas that have been fed to you through a media complex with biases and certain agendas behind them that it does take some time to defragment your brain and sort of overcome that thinking. And so that's what I ask in this interview is you just kind of go in with an open mind and thinking about what if he's right about certain things or what about if he's right about this for me and maybe it's something I want to try for myself and not to be threatened by ideas that are uncommon uh, is really what I advocate for for a lot of people. So this is part two with Joey Schwartz. Uh, it's carnivore camaraderie on YouTube. We'll put all his information in the show notes if you want to go ahead and follow him on all socials. Um, watch some of his videos. They're really interesting. Some of them are interviews with ex-vegans and it's just kind of fascinating. I don't know if you're listening. Again, if you're listening and you're a vegan, uh, do whatever you want. I'm not really like, I don't like to interfere with other people's lives, but there are some people who pursue a vegan diet and then their health declines precipitously. Uh, whether that's a, over a period of like, you know, six months to a year, two years, whatever, it can happen to some people and the carnivore diet can act as an antidote to that. So check it out, Carnivore Camaraderie on YouTube, and here's part two. Yeah, it's it's truly in everything. Okay, so let's talk about what is uh, the more controversial component of this. So Paul Saladino... Uh, is the carnivore MD on YouTube and kind of got me into this thinking, but basically he was kind of saying that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but basically that certain animals or plants, sorry, we shouldn't eat them, that they have basically anti-nutrients that the idea is they don't want to be eaten. So they have certain defense chemicals that they will release. Um, whereas you should, should be eating the fruit of the plant. Now, can you just build on that with a deeper knowledge and kind of speak more to that? If you're gonna eat a part of the plant, 100% without question, eat the fruit. Because Paul totally has it right. I mean, what are vegetables? Vegetables are the leaves, the, the nuts, the, the the seeds, the tubers, the roots, the stems of the plant. All of these that aid in the growth of the fruit. So these things are only there to create a fruit that's going to be be eaten by an animal, so its seeds can germinate, so it can spread. Because the goal of every single living thing in nature is to spread its seeds, is to reproduce, is it, obviously. Um, so of course, this is what the plant wants, and it makes perfect sense that in this fruit that it wants to be eaten, it's not going to put a bunch of toxins in it. How would that make any sense from just an evolutionary standpoint? That that's that No one's going to eat the fruit, and the fruit will die. You put all your toxins in the vegetables, the parts of the plant that foster the growth of the fruit, so you can deter animals from eating the vegetables. We had the stupid idea to eat the vegetables and we're paying the price. Like it, it's so dumb uh, when you think about eating vegetables. It, it's such a stupid idea. I don't know. I don't know how we got to this point. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather drink alcohol than eat vegetables at, at this point. I think I think alcohol. I think a shot of 
uh, some sort of hard alcohol is better than eating a bunch of vegetables because you get less nutrient uh, malabsorption with the alcohol than the vegetables. Seriously. Um, so yeah, vegetables, they are, they're basically nutrientless. Like they have nothing in them because everything is all locked up due to the anti-nutrients. I mean, they did a study where they uh, showed the effects of eating um, like an oyster. So something super rich in zinc and they measured how your zinc levels were altered by the amount of plant matter you ate. So you ate like a tortilla chip. It like went down. You ate some, I think so, some bread is like no, like no zinc absorption at all. You eat the oyster alone, full zinc absorption. So you eat these grains, you eat these plants and keep in mind grains are just, they're basically seeds, seed, seed derived product. You eat these things that are just not letting you absorb any nutrients. It's it's pure starvation. It makes absolutely no sense. Fruits, uh, so my thing with fruits is, is, is just the sugar. Like it's, it's just the sugar because the fruits today are not what the fruits used to be. They used to be highly fibrous, not too much sugar. They were just not the same. And today they're hybridized, they're genetically modified. They're sprayed with a lot of glyphosates and stuff like that, that, that are definitely not good. To be very so they're very very sweet and it's just not really appropriate with what we would have eaten a long time ago and so i tend to stay away with the exception of some berries like a couple nights a week i might have yogurt and some berries or something just because i like them it, I, I enjoy it but it's just not the same as what it used to be and so i paul, like paul he's an interesting case because he does an insane amount of cardio he does an insane amount of like he does a lot of organs he did um, he might have not eaten enough protein. He might have had too much salt. He might have had parasites. Like, there's a lot of stuff that could have gone on there. But I, I, I like regardless of the slight nuance and how much plant food we should eat, there's no question that it should be animal based. I think that that's just the main message. I don't have any problems with with Paul Saladino at all. So what is the um, the counter argument if someone says to you, "I'm plant based," and you can't deny that these plants have high levels of nutrients and antioxidants. So why do you think it's a bad idea to eat those? That's what they're going to say. I already know your answer. I'm just trying to, the people in their cars screaming. Because, right because, because they don't have nutrients. Uh, there, are, there are no nutrients in there. Um, you think that there are, but they're all prevented by the, the anti-nutrients. Um, and then plus, like, if you want to eat some, some like broccoli or something, and you want to do it without, like, at a separate time from eating the steak, like do that, but don't combine your vegetables with the most nutrient dense food on earth, because then all that you're doing is not only are you not absorbing the nutrients in the broccoli, which is going to happen regardless, but now you're not getting the nutrients in the steak. Um, and then it's, so, so the, the nutrient thing is very simple. Um, and all you have to do is just use your head. Like why would a vegetable want you to have the nutrients inside of it? It's protecting the, the fruit. It wants the fruit to grow. It doesn't want you to eat the, the vegetable. It wants you to eat the fruit. And so for antioxidants, oh, it's just it's just bullshit. It's so stupid. Antioxidants, we produce them endogenously from ketones. So if you don't eat a lot of carbohydrates, you produce things like glutathione endogenously. You don't it, like these antioxidants um, are are not used. Like there's no evidence that they're actually used. Um, so it, it just. Yeah, so it, it just doesn't really really make sense. The nutrients in the meat are more bioavailable. Exactly, exactly. I, I didn't I didn't mention I didn't say that word, but I should have. They're more bioavailable. Everything is more bioavailable in meat than in plant foods. Yeah. Okay, so I've heard meat, beef specifically, called the superfood. That it has everything in it for a 
balanced lifestyle or say let's say a healthy lifestyle is there anything it doesn't have no nothing nothing um i say beef liver is like nature's multivitamin beef liver has everything you could possibly ever want it's amazing for you um but but beef in itself absolutely everything you need so you just essentially during the day are there any meats you avoid uh, a lot of carnivores avoid poultry, like pork and chicken. I actually like pork chops. I like chicken. I basically grew up. That was my meat source. So I'm very much used to chicken. Family makes it a lot. So I, I still eat those things. And again, it's like it, like they're not optimal. But when it's when you're co- comparing them with what you could be eating, like vegetables, it, there's no comparing them because even chicken, I mean, humans are made of animal cells. Like we, we require animals to live. So as long as you're eating other animals, um, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, you're going to be okay. And those, those animals should be ruminants because we should be eating cows that have four chambered stomachs that can fully ferment the grass and aren't really fed soy or grains because a healthy cow makes a healthy human. So but um, if you if you need to eat chickens and, and pork or you like it, it's it's not a problem. I don't really avoid any animal products. Actually, I don't eat much fish, fish just for the for the heavy metal thing. Yeah, they're pretty high in heavy metals these days. They but probably have a bunch I of eggs I, in I, them right now. I would say from all the microplastics. Because <laughs> we didn't we didn't yeah, like one and a half billion mass go in the ocean. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's going in your sushi. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So one thing I want to ask. So a lot of people then in their cars also angry because I, I, I tried. Listen, I'm like you. I have high trade openness. So like I will like I sometimes can see how quickly people can go with the sheep and people think, oh, well, if 90 percent of people are going here, it might be the right. And I'm like, no, this is just sheep following someone. So I told my friends what I was doing and their first concern which hasn't been a problem for me is like, well, what about your fiber? If you don't get your fiber, you're going to get constipated. And I heard you debunk that. So go ahead. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. It's it's because it's one of the most obvious ones. Like it's just okay for anyone listening. I want you to just use your head right now. Like just think, right? What happens with fiber? We can't digest it. We can't use it. A gorilla can take 80% of its energy from fiber, convert to short chain fatty acids, use it for energy. We pass fiber out. We poop it out. All of it. We can't use any fiber at all. Okay. So what does this mean? Well, it means that we're wasting the food that we're eating, that we're just um, exhausting our stools. We're exhausting our bowels and we're pooping more because we're, it's completely indigestible. It makes no sense. Why would you want to eat something that you can't even digest that you can't use? You eat meat, right? You're not constipated when you eat meat. When you eat meat, you use the nutrition that you get. Meat is pure nutrition. It's pure, high-quality nutrients. So it makes sense that you're not pooping as much. I mean, I poop three, four times a week, and they're small. Yeah, and they're small, and I'm rest, and my bowels are perfectly healthy because they're rested as they're supposed to be. That you shouldn't be on the toilet trying to force a, a fiber-rich, massive poop out because all that you're doing is you're working yourself, you're working your colon. You might be increasing your risk of diverticulitis. You eat the food that would make you poop less. Right. So, because it's more, it's it's absorbed, right? It makes well, sense. That, that also would be backed up by the people that get those colostomy bags, and they say that when they do a carnivore diet, what comes out of it is like almost like liquid if they eat meat, but that when they eat like fibr- fibrous vegetables and all that, that there's more bulk 
that's coming out. So it would it would make sense that the beef would or the meat would get digested better. And I guess is it earlier on in the body? I'm sorry, but I, I don't I don't really understand. So oh oh you mean yeah. oh no I get it I get it. So meat meat is fully absorbed in the small intestine, sure. so it's like absorbed immediately. Um, while fiber has to pass all the way through. Okay, is that why when you eat chia seeds, your body just like shoots them out and they're covered in that gelatin is that because it doesn't want you to eat like absorb anything from it is that the idea because yeah that makes that, that's sense. interesting yeah yeah, you, yeah cheese you, you don't get anything from them unless you blend them up because like, unless you blend them in a, in a smoothie or something right so then that would make you that would make your point though that like <laughs> the animal the plant is like defending its seeds i guess with this casing and that's why you don't absorb any of it that's so interesting because mm. people love chia seeds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow, everything's same terrible. with corn too, kind of. Yeah, corn. Yeah. Oh yeah, corn too. Corn. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't think of corn. Um, okay. Uh, now debunk <laughs> for other for the people. Uh, you're like a monkey. I'm like, come on. Um, so <laughs> some people are gonna say to you like, "Oh my god, Joey! Like your cholesterol. You're gonna have a heart attack. Blah 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 blah." What do you say to that? around LDL and all that that's been kind of debunked according to certain people. Yeah. Yeah. So cholesterol. Um, so it started with like, Oh, don't, don't, Oh shit. Sorry. Um, my dogs, it started with don't eat cholesterol because, because, because cholesterol increases your LDL. That's, this is simply not true. You eat dietary cholesterol. It doesn't have effect on your LDL. It, it simply doesn't cholesterol. It's just, basically pass through the liver, combines with bile, and you poop it out. But what does raise your LDL, like proven 100%, is saturated fat. So you eat saturated fat, which is an absolutely integral component of the carnivore diets where you get your energy from, and your LDL goes up. Okay, well, we've been told for so long that LDL is problematic. Is this dangerous? Is it dangerous that saturated fat is making your LDL go up on a carnivore diet? No, it's not. <laughs> and, and, there's, and there's no reason why it would be. Basically, the reason why people have demonized LDL, it all starts with this guy named Ansel Keys, who came up with the lipid heart hypothesis, basically where he took, uh, he found based on cherry pick data and really, really poor epidemiology that high LDL was correlated with heart disease. When in reality, today, good studies that are fully inclusive of everyone finding that what's actually correlated with heart disease are seed oils and carbohydrates, not, not meat, not saturated fat, not LDL. Mm. LDL is actually inversely associated with mental disorders. So people with, with psychiatric issues like bipolar with low LDL, no, they're more likely to have low LDL, right? And this stuff makes so much sense. LDL is only bad when it's glycated under the effect of sugar. So if you don't consume sugar alongside your saturated fat, your LDL can be perfectly healthy. If you're not consuming seed oils, which are going to oxidize your LDL, they're perfectly healthy. It's like everything about everything matters in when looking in the con excuse me, in the context. You need to look in the context. When you're not doing anything that's going to damage the LDL, it's perfectly healthy. Like what LDL does is it goes around distributing cholesterol, right? That's that that's what LDL does. And it carries a bunch of other things as well, like triglycerides um, and, and other stuff. But LDL moves cholesterol around to our tissues and our body needs cholesterol. Cholesterol builds our cells. Cholesterol builds our body. Cholesterol is a precursor to our sex hormones, to our testosterone. This is why when you eat a cholesterol rich 
um, smoothie, uh, this guy, uh, he hypothesizes, I don't remember his name, but like something like 800 milligrams of uh, cholesterol before bed, you wake up in the morning, your testosterone is sky high, like much higher because cholesterol is a precursor to testosterone. And there's no doubt that high testosterone is absolutely essential for men. Right. It's all going back to this idea. We need high LDL. It is so good for us. It's absolutely healthy. Don't worry about LDL if you eat a, a healthy diet, if you don't eat sugar and seed oils. It's not an issue. It, it, there's no science that shows that it's an issue. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's just predicated on bad science. I know one of your parents was a nutritionist, or is it still a nutritionist, when uh, you decided to discuss this diet with them. I don't know if it's him or her. Uh, did they react in a pretty aggressive manner? Because it sort of debunks their entire career. Yeah, my mom, it's my mom, and she's been a nutritionist for a long time, like 30 years or something. And she hasn't eaten meat in like 40 years. Wow. And I got her to eat meat again. So now she, now she eats meat. She wasn't, she wasn't vegan. She was eating chicken, but um, which like saved her, obviously. Chicken and eggs. Like she, she would be dead right now without that. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So I've got her to start eating red meat again. It's more of a psychological blockade than an actual nutritional one. Like it's kind of in her head a little bit like eating meat but so, yeah so i i my mom is fully confident in in, in my my carnivore diet she believes that it's perfectly healthy and she understands because she, she's around me all the time and i'm i'm kind of like i'm i'm pretty formidable so yeah. it's like um yeah so like she's around me all like, the time and i'm constantly explaining has it been studied long term I, I mean, like, it, it, do you fear that it might have the same effect as the vegan diet where you do it for three years and you start to decline in some way? Or do you think this is something you could do the rest of your life? Well, here's the thing. If you, if, you, if you physically or mentally decline on a carnivore diet, as humans, we wouldn't be here right now. Because we ate a hyper-carnivore diet for probably four and a half million years. So to say that this is the diet that, that would kill us, it means that well, we would be dead. You know, we, we are built for this. We are built physiologically to survive on a meat only diet. We've been eating this forever and we used to be healthier. Contrary to popular belief, we didn't die at age 20. Like they, like they say we did. We didn't die. The, the, you know, the cavemen didn't die at age 20 or 30. We were living long lives. Um, absolutely. Like without question. So, you know, we, we should be living till at least 120, probably closer to even like 140, as long as we don't do anything stupid and just stay out of our own way. Um, we, you know, of course, that like would entail we'll, like we'll do that, life. Joey. Have you met? Have you met humanity? <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, yeah, if we don't do anything stupid, yeah. I'm like, we've done 12 stupid things yesterday. Like, we're fucked. <laughs> What's your question for Joey? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask in Japan, like a lot of people, as you said, like eat rice, but like the most like long lived people are also from Japan. Isn't that like contradicts the most, the, like the, 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 yeah, the, the most oldest people are like people who live up like more than hundred years. Yeah. So the most long lived people are Hong Kong and they're the largest meat eating population mm. in the world. Um, yeah. So not not really uh he doesn't know anything Joey. take him down is, yeah, yeah, take him take, down yeah, yeah. no e e e e eating meat is actually associated with longevity in a recent 2020 study so they like took all the countries they found an actual correlation between eating meat and longevity so the more meat you eat the longer you live um pretty much and uh this this would be just corroborated by 
basic intuition uh, because meat tastes good. It's super nutrient dense. It doesn't make us, it doesn't exhaust our body. It's easily digested. And it's what we've done for forever. Like you look at any animal in nature, would you ever tell a lion that it should start eating more leaves? No. (laughs) Why would you tell, why would you tell a human that we should start eating salads when we've never done this before? It's it's ridiculous. We should be eating yeah. meat like the lions do. We are carnivores like lions are. Well, it's like these crazy bitches in LA. They feed their their dogs are vegans, like Alicia oh, Silverstone. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. And it's like these are the it's dogs so that attack in the dog park because they're fucking hungry. <laughs> like, Wait, who is it? Alicia. Alicia Silver. Oh, she's uh, before your daughter. <laughs> I am. She's my age. Um, she's an actress in Hollywood, and she her dogs are vegan. And I'm. I just was like, they're oh fucking God. carnivores. <laughs> like they have fangs. So stupid. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's that's not, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question uh, for you is: I, I know a lot of these studies that say meat causes cancer, and I know they're very flawed in the sense that, and this is the layman's way of looking at it, and you'll give us the more intellectual view. But the layman's thing is that basically uh, they say, you know, meat's bad and meat's going to give you cancer because of the hamburger. But that it's my understanding that the people are also eating, you know, it with the bun and the fries that are deep fried in seed oils and stuff like that. So it's hard to sort of study these things because, you know, you'd have to just look at people that were eating organic meat solely for long periods of time. Um, So. People are going to say that to me, and people are going to constantly say that to you. So, what is your response to that argument? That it's causing well, you, cancer. You, 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 well, you, you you addressed it pretty nicely. Um, Health oh, user shucks. bias. Uh, yeah, so like that's part of it. It's like the things you're eating alongside the meat. You can't give someone a survey. What did you eat in the past year, and and expect them to, and then take that result, take the amount of meat they eat. And then correlate that with cancer risk because, like you said, when you're they're eating the burger while well, they're eating the bun, they're eating the fries, and the people, the meat eaters, are proven to be more likely to engage in other activities like drinking alcohol, like getting less sunlight. So you can't take in a study that's correlating the act of meat eating with cancer because it's totally neglecting the confounding variables, and that's a huge problem. So. And, and also, there's tons of cancers that are not correlated with, with meat eating. Something like IGF-1, I mean, maybe you've heard of that. It's insulin growth factor hormone 1. And it's it's basically what all, all the vegans say. Like, you, you uh, meat is super IGF-1 stimulating and IGF-1 is correlated with cancer. Well, there's more cancers that aren't, that are inversely associated with IGF-1 than cancers that are associated with it. There's pl- plenty of cancers that are associated with, vi- with fiber consumption. So like it's it's just it's just poor science mounting on top of each other, and the really simple answer to this is look at nature. Do we have cancer there? Well, not really. Okay, so you eat your natural diet, you live naturally, you don't get cancer. It's it's very very simple. Sure. Um. That that that's how I yeah. That's, well, some, that's a lot of people don't know that there's tribes all over the world that just don't have the diseases we have. Like, uh, I think yeah. it's in New Guinea that no one has acne or there's like entire tribes where these autoimmune disorders that are so prevalent right now don't exist. And it's these hunter gatherer type tribes where they don't even understand yeah. why. I mean, something's clearly happening there. So, well, man, this yeah. has been really interesting. I mean, I mean the, I have, I have one oh, last no, question. no, no, you're done. No, Bro, go, it better question. be good. Okay, go ahead. What, what would you suggest like? For a steak, is it better to eat it well done or like rare? Is it is there any that differences? Was a good question. Is there any difference? That was a good question. That? You're good. Let's go. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely eat it. Definitely eat it rare because a lot of people are worried about like the the um 
the like eating raw meat and the only chance that your that your steak is infected with something is if there's bacteria on the outside of it and the simple sear if you just sear the steak it'll kill anything that's on the outside the, the any uh, issues wouldn't get inside the steak it's it all is on the outside so the more you so cook I like it, to there's do less uh nutrients. bioavailable nutrients is what you're saying Right. It, well, it's, it's water-soluble vitamins that are destroyed, so things like vitamin C and uh, several other things. So you want to um, – you, yeah, you, you want to keep the meat pretty rare. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it's perfectly safe too. And you, I assume you drink raw milk too or no? I, lo- I love raw milk, yeah. Oh, we love raw milk. Here. We're in communism hell. Yeah, <laughs> no, I heard that um, a lot of the misconceptions around raw milk, like it's something like in – since someone hasn't died from raw milk since like the 80s or something and yet it's consumed <laughs> by like 10 million people a year like i'm thinking you probably have it's, a higher chance insane. of getting sick from like spinach or something oh yeah oh my god yeah everyone's gonna get sick from eating spinach at a certain point nobody will get sick from raw milk yeah it's dangerous no raw milk um it got demonized because these idiot farmers were doing were selling raw milk from like a factory where the cows were right next to just um like manufacturing places and they were fed absolute garbage and the cows were extremely unwell and so yeah like if it's an unhealthy cow what do you expect you're gonna get unhealthy milk if you just eat it if you're eating drinking the milk from a cow that's grazing grass why the hell would you make that illegal it's so stupid um yeah that's something that really makes me mad i'm fortunate enough to get raw milk because uh, Sprouts has it; it's legal here, uh, so it's great. But yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel for those who can't get it. Yeah, fuck, I know. All right, man, <laughs> this has been so great. I really appreciate your time. Uh, so Joey's channel is Carnivore Camaraderie. You should have called yourself the Carnivore Kid. That would have been a great name. Ooh, that's that's cool. The the thing, the yeah. reason you might not want it. Well, I think I imagine your strategy is to go after like the carnivore community, but like a younger group. Because the other group is saturated with, you know, Saladino and all those people. But I feel like if you do Carnivore Kid, is your would your concern be that people wouldn't take you as seriously? Because I think if you call yourself the Carnivore Kid and then you come on with the brain you have, it's just like a cool surprise. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of too late. <sighs> I have like my website and everything. <laughs> Fuck. But may, may, I don't know. May, may, maybe, maybe the next... You can do a, redir- that you can do a hard redirect the- from your website. You can just do a hard redirect and rename the YouTube channel. <laughs> hard redirect, yeah, 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 yeah I could do that. Just do yeah. much with Carnival Kid. I, I don't know if that's taken. There might be somebody out there that, that just came for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, man, we'll we'll put your stuff in the show notes. I really appreciate your time. Uh, do you have Instagram as well, I assume? Yeah, just Carnival underscore camaraderie. Okay. We'll put that, get all this stuff, we'll put them in. Okay. Thank you so much for your time, man. Have a great day.